We are now out of winter in most of the US and we're beginning to walk through our lawns and noticing dead spots, bare spots, or we just might have the need to throw down some seed in some areas. So when is the time to do this and how should we do this to make sure that we are successful? Hello everybody and welcome to the lawn feed. Whoa, look at those grassy fellas. Got the, got the nice stay grassy caps. I like it. I'm here with Chris from Opitz Mow Time, Andrew the Dad Bottom Lawn, and me, your host Vince with Rooted Lawn Co. Thanks for tuning in. If you're catching this on a podcast while you're driving, drive safe and thanks for listening. If you haven't already, make sure you go and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and don't forget about our website at lawnfeed.com. We have an awesome blog there where we hit on a lot more stuff, more in-depth than what we're able to fit in in 10 minutes here. Um, so we're going to hit on some key things that you need to know to have success while you're seeding in the springtime. But before we get into how to actually seed, we're going to get into some of the essential tools that you're going to need to make sure that you can prep the area correctly. So Andrew, go ahead and tell us what we can use to be successful. Yeah, so equipment can vary by budget, uh, but for any DIY homeowner, there are a few key tools uh, you should have on hand in your garage or in your shed. Uh, the first thing being a garden weasel, which I have right behind me here. If you don't know what a garden weasel is, that's what it looks like. Uh, it has these tines that break up the soil. It helps prep the seed bed. It kind of tills the top just a couple inches of the soil and can lightly use it to rake the seed into the soil to make sure you get good seed to soil contact. The next thing is a dethatcher. Thatch is a layer above the soil that is made up of grass clippings, leaves, and whatever else has gotten chopped up during the mow. Dethatchers can be either manual with a sharp curved metal tines that pull thatch layer up, or they could be a machine like a Sunjo, a Greenworks. Uh, they are both excellent and cheap battery or corded dethatchers that you can get for just over $100 by in the $150 range. Next, a landscape rake. For large areas, this rakes up the turf, but if you flip it over on its back, it has this nice flat level area, and it's usually a good um, three to five feet long, depending on the rake that you're using. Really helps smooth out the soil to get a nice flat surface. And next is sprinklers. We just did a video talking about watering and sprinklers. So for more on that, go check out that video and check out our blog post that corresponds to that. Uh, but get a sprinkler and a timer to ensure that you get good water coverage and you can water um, at the time uh, accordingly. Next is a spreader, a hand spreader, a broadcast spreader, a toe behind, something to get the seed down to the ground evenly. Um, we've also done a podcast on this. So go back, check that out, check out the YouTube video, check out the um, the blog post with that. These five items are key to being able to seed your lawn. So that's the, the quick five. Yeah, I think the garden weasel is probably uh, one of my favorite tools I have because it, you can use it for so many different things other than just fixing a bare spot. Right. Uh, one of the other things that is uh good for more of the bigger areas is a lawn roller it's a basically a big tube that you fill up with water 
and you can tow it with your lawn tractor or by hand and it smooths out the area with lots of weight and just keeps things nice and smooth. If you take some of the water out, you can run it over after you did your seeding and it gets a good seed to soil contact. Um, but you know, what about the actual seed people are using? Um, are there any specifics that we should be looking for on the bag? Yeah, so a person can spend as little or as much as they want on seed. Uh, you can get something cheap at a big box store or you can go online and get something that's blue label which is like super high impurity uh, that they use on sod farms. Some 50 pound bags of seed can cost over $500, so it can get super pricey. I would suggest getting a seed or a grass type that is suitable for your zone. Uh, if you're cool season, transition zone, or warm season, just know where you're located. And if you're gonna mix it in with grass that you already have, make sure you know what cultivars, what type of grass you already have so you can blend it properly. Or if you wanna mix something in new, you'll you'll know what you need to buy uh, things to look for on the bag itself is the variety this tells you what type of cultivars are in the bag and cultivars are a species of grass seed and so you might be getting bluegrass but there's different cultivars of bluegrass there isn't just one general bluegrass uh, Grass seed will often have a mixture of cultivars that make up a blend. So you might have a mix of Kentucky bluegrass perennial ryegrass and some fine fescues for example now, pure seed, this is percentage of weight of each variety of seed. So this kind of tells you the breakdown of what percentage of each type of grass seed is in the bag. The next one is other crop. And this is listed, um, this lists the other seeds that can be in the bag. So let's say you buy pure Kentucky bluegrass. Um, the percentage of other crop in the bag might contain a few seeds of perennial ryegrass, for example, but it could also contain something like Poa trivialis, which is something you definitely don't want in your lawn. So keeping other crop down to less than half a percent is really something you want to do. And ideally, you want to have that number down closer to zero uh, to really avoid any kind of really bad seed getting into your lawn that's going to be a headache later. Inert matter, this is non-seed materials like mulch or fertilizers. Weed seed, this is the percentage of weed seeds that contain in the bag of seed that is identified by the state. Um, then noxious weeds, these are the number of noxious weed seeds contained per pound, and noxious weeds are regulated or may be restricted by your state. And lastly, it'll tell you the germination rate, and this is a percent um, that will actually germinate for that cultivar if you are planting it correctly and doing everything as you should. Uh, you want to avoid seed high in other crop, inert matter, and weeds, but you will pay more. Uh, but in the end, it is worth it and it's going to save you headaches later. Trust me, I've made the mistake. Yeah, and seed right now is far from being cheap and mainly there's, there's a lot of issues that cause that, but there wasn't many good crops last year. Um, and yeah, it's just one of those things It gets more expensive. So getting a good seed is important and it may be a little bit harder to get a good seed than going to a big box store uh, and buying it. But we'll list a couple options um, on our blog of where to find some. I know uh, I have 365 SS. It's a Kentucky bluegrass from Mountain View Seeds. They just launched into uh, some Lowe's, I believe. So you can buy some of that there. But Follow our blog and, and we'll, we'll try and lead you in the right direction or reach out to us and we can try and help you. Um, but let's get to the main question that I'm sure all these fine folks want to know. And that is, 
how do we seed in the spring or how should we spray uh seed in the spring chris let them know yeah 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 for sure so it, in theory it's really no different than any other time of year it's just the procedures that you like it, it, it's setting it up and when to do it is really the most important thing and um i've been victim to this i've made a ton of mistakes here and i feel like i've been <laughs> doing some seed projects uh every single spring so um have had some success have had a lot of failures with this and really learned from my experience and really we shouldn't ever seed before the soil temps are consistently, keyword there, consistently above or around 55 degrees. Um, if there's any risk of like a freeze or a hard freeze, still want to wait. We want to make sure that those are absolutely not in the forecast and we're, we're, we're kind of in the clear after that. Uh, but as we mentioned earlier with the tools above, or with, with the tools that we talked about earlier, um, we, we want to ensure that the area that we're seeding is, is free from dead grass, uh, gra dead grass, thatch and debris. Um, so we'll want to take a, a rake to get all of that out. Um, use uh, the, the weasel or the other tool, kind of like a, a lawn rake, kind of a groundskeeper rake, or even one of like just the handheld rakes um, to, to really break up the soil. Um, add topsoil or seeding soil that we can put on top of it just to get some extra seed to soil contact in there. Uh, that's when we want to spread our uh, spread our seed or, or drop it in the desired areas. If, if we're covering a larger area, um, and I shouldn't say larger, but larger than just like a spot repair, um, some of those handheld spreaders are really, really good to get that nice even coverage. Um, but you can go and, and just sprinkle that, you know, kind of by hand if you if you so choose, um, just to make sure it's even in, in coverage. I want to just lightly rake in the seed with that rake or the weasel. Like Vince kind of mentioned, it does a really good job getting that in, making sure that seed to soil contact is there um, and, and going from there. The, the optional thing, then I highly recommend this just because it, it, it retains moisture, it keeps the birds away, um, and just helps protect that seed a little bit is, is an application of peat moss. Um, that's what I personally use, and, and it works really, really well to keep that seed moist. Um, and it keeps the birds away, kind of like I mentioned, it's, it's kind of a nice perk there. You can also use something like a hydro mulch. Um, you're going to want to put some starter fertilizer or some fertilizer on there just to give it what it needs to actually take off. Um, and this would be a good spot if we are going to uh, apply any like mesotrione or anything like that to, to make sure any of those weeds don't pop through. This would be a good time to do that. Um, and then water. We want to water it, uh, make sure it stays moist to make sure to do that. That's kind of that like light and infrequent, um, or excuse me, light and frequent um, about two, three times a day to make sure that that doesn't dry out the seed and, and really put it at risk of not germinating. Um, on, on larger areas, if we're doing like a whole yard type of thing, uh, you, you'd probably want to scalp that or, or mow really low in that larger area. That's where we can take a broadcast spreader and, and spread the seed that way. Uh, we can run a slit seeder over it, uh, which is essentially a, a machine that just, uh, that helps you out kind of get that seed to soil contact uh, really easily. Something you can rent out at a local hardware store, usually around like 50 or $75 or so, um, depending on availability, of course, right? Want to wait a little bit to fertilize, you know, we can put some starter fertilizer down and things of that nature really help out. Obviously, the same rules would apply. We want to make sure that that seed is wet. We want to make sure that we can water it frequently um, and make sure that it just doesn't dry out until we actually have that that germination. And we we touched on this a little bit in our last episode or, or inside of our um, irrigation one. But when, when we're dealing with, you know, seed or, you know, newly uh, laid sod or something like that, we want to make sure that we can kind of graduate up. So 
light and uh, light and frequent for uh, for brand new seed up until we actually get a germination pattern um, for the majority of all of those newly germinated grass seeds to come back up. Um, and then we can kind of graduate it up to a normal uh, watering routine. Um, but that's kind of the, the gist of, of spring seeding. I cannot stress enough. Do not put seed down before <laughs> the soil temps rise above 55. Um, it, it, you'll, you'll pay, you'll pay off by waiting a little bit. Yeah. Between the tools and the tips, I think, uh, you guys can be pretty successful at seeding your lawn this spring. I want to thank everybody for tuning into this episode. Please let us know your questions in the comments below, and we will see you all in the next one. See ya. Yeah. Bye-bye. I, I got a, I got, so a, got a, a box today, and it was a liquid. I was like, what the heck did I get? I was like, I didn't order anything. And... Wife's like, oh, Simple is that my box. laundry detergent? It's <laughs> like this is the first liquid box. It's not for me. <laughs> <laughs>